you're listening to Funk With Fate, a show about being a body and cultivating pleasurable relationships with everything. And I'm your host, Mackenzie McCormick. This podcast will explore how our embodied experiences connect us to the world through astrology, philosophy, dance, magic, and anything that invigorates our aliveness. What makes us feel the most alive? Big inhale, big exhale. Now let's get grooving. Hello, hottie, and welcome to the show. Right now, it is just a couple minutes before 5 p.m. on Friday, March 24th, 2023. And right now, we have the final couple degrees of Leo rising. So today, we are exploring the Spicy Rendezvous, which is the first of a series on the podcast going into Mars, meeting up with Mars, saying hello to Mars, understanding Mars in a more embodied way. And this is the first of this series. And today, we have Shahir on the show. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited that she here is here. If you are watching the video version, you are seeing both of us smile so big right now because um, this is amazing and I'm so happy about this. So Shahir, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about who you are, your practice, and yeah, anything that you wish to share. Yeah, um, I am Shahir, they, them pronouns. I am a love devotee. I always call myself that. Um, I'm a queer, Muslim, brown, Southeast Asian mystic who believes in love and love in everything. And obviously, I am also a practicing astrologer, practicing tarot reader, and um, spirit guide, a spirit guide bridger. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And as I guess it would suggest, you have Mars in Cancer. Are you comfortable sharing your chart with us? Yeah, of course. I am uh, Mars in Cancer, quite hidden. So it's like, this is a bit more vulnerable moment, I guess. Um, I don't like to talk about Mars, actually, which is kind of interesting to me. <laughs> um, I, I have a Sag rising and my Mars um, by whatever system inherently because of the degree it's in the eighth house of death and fear, etc. But um, my, my Mars is interesting because actually it's in the duet of Capricorn as well, actually. And so, and like, and so, yeah. And so it's like, it has that kind of like whatever duet situation, but it also has like, I think like Antisha, like contra Antisha to my not, uh, like nodes in a way, although it's like a few, a few degrees off, but like, I, I do feel the, the Mars nodal um kind of like energy sometimes as well. So yeah, so I'm an Aries sun. Um, Gemini moon, Sag rising. Um, so my Mars rules like those 12 and the fifth house. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, also before we go any further, I want to go ahead and say a bit of a trigger warning about Mars because Mars is traditionally considered a malefic. It mm -hmm. does sometimes touch sensitive material and topics potentially including but not limited to things like aggression, anger, any inflammation or injury, illness in the body, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so to just take care of yourself moving forward as we potentially talk about any one or of these things in relation to Mars. Mm -hmm. um, 
So your Mars is in Cancer and Mars in Cancer is ruled by the moon. And so this place, Mars traditionally doesn't love to be. This is seen, you know, Mars in fall, essentially. And it doesn't mean that it's weak, though. I feel that something that can often be misconstrued with debilitated Mars in any way is thinking that that makes them not as strong as another Mars. Um, and so I guess, well, we know that your Mars is in the eighth house. And so that's like a bit of a vulnerable thing. And I'm very grateful that you agreed to come on and talk about it. Me, especially knowing it's in a dark house and knowing that dark house life. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, so for me, like having Mars cancer in a way, um, it, it is kind of difficult. And I think it's like, for me, I always go back to like, kind of just like, um, what's the word of it? Um, the Mars is in a place where there's a lot of emotions in a way. Like I always feel that way in a way. Um, and so whenever I, I, I feel into like a Mars in Cancer, it's like the topic of like Martian things or even like fighting for something can, especially for myself or having control of my own personal emo emotions sometimes can feel very difficult and like I always see like cancer as like the sign that kind of like feel a lot of things this was like the cardinal water right and so there's a sense of like I'm moving from one thing to another um with my emotions and also the moon also moves a lot right um as a very cardinal sign but then Mars kind of like Mars doesn't want to lead by emotions necessarily because that can kind of like trigger a sense of like violence um, or a sense of like, you know, this kind of like tendency to control in some ways as well. And so um, I think that's like the more quote unquote difficult part of Mars. And I can see how like it's being related to like a fallen Mars. Um, and I was also like, I like to think of like, I like to delineate Mars to like, to the lens of like, all right, if it, if it's like a, to, to the lens of Aries, especially because I have a, like an Aries fifth house, right? Um, and Mars is in the fourth place of Aries or um, the fourth place of where it resides, which is right now is in Cancer in my eighth, eighth house. And so like, there is a lot of experience some, sometimes, sometimes also like when it comes to like love and pleasure, that when when emotions are involved and, and all those things, it can feel very dominating in a way. Like it feels like it's as if like, you know, eighth house can also um feel that it's almost like like there is almost a this push and pull of like dominance or power when it comes to with another person. And so that's like kind of like the most literal expression of like Mars in the eighth house and cancer. Um for me that that feels very alive. Yeah. Yeah, especially that what you were speaking to about the way that you feel with emotions and mm -hmm. almost this almost seeming that Mars and Cancer would have this reaction to get potentially upset about feeling those emotions mm -hmm. and not wanting to be that vulnerable or that emotional in that way, not wanting to another person to see them with their guard down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's very, that's very fair. <laughs> and sometimes vulnerability, like, you know, cancer is like kind of like a sign. I mean, obviously ca cancer also has shells, but like, it, it can also feel like it's like any sort of emotions can also feel like, oh, is it like, it's, it's triggered. And so like every single emotion can like trigger you a lot, like be it like, you know, it can, 
it just it's it doesn't just be about anger necessarily sometimes like like sadness or like people's projection like you know people's um any sort of like when someone says something and then sometimes you can feel like like you know that like that, that that sort of like fight or flight i think that's very um mars and cancer kind of feeling like the feeling of like wanting to react whenever um when in fact sometimes it's all, like i also feel that there's nothing <laughs> there's no threat but then i think mars and cancer can create a threat out of nothing and i think that's the danger of it um in one on on some sense so yeah that's 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 part of it yeah Oh, yes, because that moon rulership really emphasizes that fight or flight response, that survival mm-hmm. instinct, which is something that, you know, people wouldn't think that the moon and the Mars have things in common per se, because they are each other's fall. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there is something so vulnerably incarnate that they both deal with on a level of survival and a, a, the way that they make themselves be able to stay and sustain in the world that they both have a bit of that really cardinal energy, as you were saying, they are going to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's that fallen aspect of almost not wanting to do it or not being sure if it doing it is right. Yeah, yeah. Because you think that like, because you're being led by some sort of like, a this like emotional force and something like that, too. Right. And I think it's like, it's, it's kind of like obvious like I do con- like I do see Mars as um a force that we want to control in our lives and that's why you know that's why Mars is the power of like exerting force right it's like whether they be good or bad and usually sometimes I mean people associate malefic with something quite bad but like you know Mars wants to do something right but then in Cancer it's like it feels like there's this sense of like oh my god like I can't do everything that I am emotionally attached to right you know that's kind of like illogical in some way like and and feelings are illogical and irrational and then I do feel like sometimes have like having Mars and Cancer can can tend towards this feeling of that like oh my god like you know just like oh like you know that 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 sort of like stuck um stuck of like oh whether I should be doing something um from that point of like emotions or just like reacting to it yeah yeah oh my gosh that's yes yes <laughs> um I actually just realized that uh-huh. we did a very very cardinal thing and did not even talk about why this series or even how this series came into being oh my so god like, so we'll back up just a second um <laughs> you can also edit them yeah I mean no we're not editing baby. <laughs> we're we're being authentic on this one okay um which and that's very authentic and very cardinal and that's how what and that's how it went and I even told you before we got on about how much I really feel like I needed this because my start to Aries season was funky and <laughs> I was like I need Shahir's vibrant Aries energy yeah. um but also super worth mentioning how that Shahir is on being the first of my series in many ways honoring that I was the first person that was on Shahir's Venus series. Yes. Um, Shout out to Shahir for doing this gorgeous Venus embodiment series, which everybody should go and listen to and watch if you haven't yet. (laughs) They're amazing. And this is the first in my series. Um, For me, I wanted to start specifically with Mars and Cancer, not just because of you, but also because we have had the longest Mars and Gemini it feels like it's gone on for centuries 
yeah that mars has been in gemini and i was like i don't want to start with this experience that we're all really ready to get sick of like in yeah. a year and some change or two like whenever we get there again it it'll feel much nicer yeah. <laughs> after the last retrograde cycle so yeah, that was one of the big re- so that was one of the big reasons i wanted to start um with mars and cancer also because i personally have a soft spot for this placement and all debilitated mars um i am if you're watching the video version you can see that i'm wearing a top with bright red roses on it um i am extremely mars mars and i have a fantastic relationship and that is one of the reasons that i wanted to do this series on this planet because you know it is a malefic and as you just said she here people often think okay malefic that means bad Mm-hmm. that means bad and yes but also no there are challenges that come with malefics that benefics will never will never give you and there are lessons that you will get from malefics that you'll never get from a benefic and just as the same way vice versa mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of duality and a spectrum and learning things from different points of view and mars in particular especially because i'm a very mars person i also have a debilitated mars um so that is one of the reasons i love other debilitated mars so much every single one of you (laughs) just kiss um and yeah this planet this placement it means a lot to me and i'm really excited to be diving into it further um specifically starting with you because we have talked about mars quite a bit because both of our mars are in dark houses they're both Mm -hmm. debilitated um, we're both night chart babies. And yeah. so we have just a lot of kinship in that, um, you know, being also part of the Sag Rising family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Now okay. let's keep rocking and rolling. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you've already talked like a bit about obviously like where your natal Mars is and a bit of your relationship to it. Um, do you want to talk at all about the ruler of your Mars? Because your oh, Mars yeah. is ruled by the moon. Yeah. Do you want to talk about her? Because yeah. I love her. Yeah. And so my Mars, that's also like another lost feeling of my Mars, I feel. Because <laughs> like the ruler of my Mars is the moon and the moon for me is in Gemini. So it's like there is this, some sort of like way that... um. I do feel that I think the way that that works, at least in my chart, at least like having Gemini in the seventh house is like, I do, I think that's where I feel the the Mars kind of like loud in a good way as well. Like for me, it feels so easy. Like if I have a a sense of like connection with you, like I'll kind of like, you know, that's very typical Mars in Cancer, like feeling very protective of the people they love um, in some way. And sometimes it can also feel like, a lot because like the moon likes to contain right the moon likes so I'm gonna include everyone in some way or um wants to care for the people that they love and yeah I have Gemini moon ruling my Mars in Cancer so that's in the seventh house um and that comes from any single re- one-on-one relationships that I am in um um that like feels very much alive and I do love to like you know it's like when I once I consider someone like as a friend or a, like a lover or like you know my family in some ways like I can easily always just like advocate for them um which is kind of interesting because like Mars and Cancer kind of like learning how um but then there'll be kind of like problems when it comes to my own emotions you know because the Mars and the moon can't see each other so it's like I do feel like my Mars is a bit lost sometimes I'm like ah uh, like you know it's just like because um planets doesn't see the rulers so my Mars is kind of on its own and um and fun fact my Mars is also out of bounds um 
And so that's like another added layer for me is like, she's wild. Like, you know, she like he does whatever he wants and kind of like there are moments I'll be surprised at my own um things as well, especially with regards to like the, my own fear <laughs> and like the, the hidden things in life um that I equate with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mars and fear is a big one because there's so much of that initial like urge that comes forth when any sort of situation that gets you triggered comes up and then lots of like jump reactions potentially and then having to really process those emotions and especially with like a mercury ruled moon especially for you like thinking through those feelings and all of Mm -hmm. those layers of processing yeah that really helps you inform like okay what do I actually want to do yeah Um, the specifically um i I'm also just really biased because your moon is like right next to my sun. And so I'm super biased (laughs) with how much I love it. Um, But it's always felt very much that, that easy, that easiness, like Mm -hmm. that comfortability that is an entryway into Mm -hmm. like getting close. um, That really takes trust to know that you can put your walls down in that Mm. way and let someone in. Yeah, no, I think that's very true. And yeah, and I think it's like, I love how you're talking about like the processing of the Mercury because I think um, my Mercury talks to my Mars a lot. My Mars is in the term Lord of Mercury. And so I do like, you know, I do write on Substack and people always say that like, oh, wow, like you can really feel like the emotions of your words when in fact, like, you know, like the death of it and like how like it's always like very impactful in a way. And I think there's also a sense of that like, Mars wanting to create that sort of like impact in a way like because it, it 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 wants to kind of like exert some sort of a force right and yeah my Mercury like my Mercury in Pisces has that beautiful trine with Mars which I really love um so yeah pops through them <laughs> working together yeah that is yeah. like a gorgeous water trine it really is yeah yeah They're, it is truly so supportive um which is honestly speaks to the way that planets even if considered debilitated when they're making supportive aspects when they're able to have these like really supportive lines of sight these flowing resources between each other they're able to do better no matter Mm -hmm. what even if they're in a state that would be considered you know not their ideal they still have avenues of support and ways to be seen yeah yeah and use it I think it's also like I do use words a lot to affirm myself of my fear. And so that's kind of like a very literal manifestation of like, yeah, like I do have a Mars ruling my 12th house, you know, our um, Scorpio 12th house. And that that can feel very much like trying to confront that fear and using my own words, kind of like affirm myself of like certain emotions. That feels very much like those things like Mercury, Mars working together. Um, and um yeah and it's also a water sign like water sign is also like sometimes they don't speak right they're just like they're just vibing you know and like um trying to to feel into what the words um which are like at the moment yeah yeah very much so so you were talking about your Scorpio house um Mm -hmm. let's talk about your Scorpio and your Aries houses because those are the two signs that Mars rules and Mm -hmm. so you're a Sag rising and so your Scorpio house is the 12th and your Aries house is the fifth um and you have planets in both of them which is exciting does that Mm -hmm. how does your how do I guess the planets in your 
Mars ruled houses relate to your Mars themselves? How does Mars rule them? How do was what does Mars have to say to them or provide them? Yeah, I think it's it's so interesting. It's um having have Pluto in the 12th house, right? And and that's like intense in a way. Um <laughs> I'm like, I'm never like I, I hate like no, I don't mean people, but like Pluto always demands some sort of like a rebirth and death process in terms of my spirituality. You're like 12th house is like, you know, my personal undoing is in a way like I think it's just like my own inner saboteur you know um and I, I see that very um loudly and having a fallen Mars as the ruler it's kind of like um I do feel very like emotionally attached to like certain moments of like crisis of like spirituality almost sometimes right and the Mars is like not wanting to believe like um certain things and I was like thinking of like part of the reason why Mars is also fallen in Cancer um, it's also because cancer is also a sign that's related to divinity in some way um, um, because it's like the exaltation of Jupiter, right? It's like um, I was reading something, you know, because Mars is also like classically associated with like domination and like victorious. And sometimes when we try to dominate something, um, we think we're God, right? And I think, you know, sometimes like that could be, I do feel like that Mars ruling that 12th house is like, there is some sort of like reckoning with the idea of divinity or God that kind that can sometimes feel that like, oh, like I'm 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 losing or like I'm not winning or something like that. Or like it feels like I am being abandoned or something like that kind of dynamic. Um, which is kind of loud sometimes too, to be honest. And recently like, and I I very much feel <laughs> the energy of like I always have to go through this process of like death and rebirth. And I think it really is important for me to kind of like feel that I am alive with that Mars, like whenever I am overcoming my own doubts in a way. And um, and so I was thinking about that because um, I was thinking about like the fall of Mars, Mars through the context of like Jupiter and while and why Jupiter is exalted there and like kind of like the belief in kind of like this bigger sort of things. And sometimes Mars can feel like it's the violent one right it's like it's trying to like break away from something or trying to be unfaithful or something and so um that's kind of like a topic um that I kind of like struggle with in terms of the Scorpio house um in terms of the Aries house um it's it's more like oh my I gosh think, oh my gosh I have to ahead. say something though really What's quick that? Go ahead. before you go on yeah. your Aries house that made me think a lot about the like the relationship between Mars and Jupiter in Cancer specifically in that moon ruled place mm -hmm. made me think a lot about that what you were saying the the difference between having to get past your own fears to do something while also sort of this death of the ego in a mm -hmm. way and yeah. almost that like that very martial like domination and also just that must be that need to be the superior yeah way, like besting someone yeah and almost this god complex that people have that they must be the like martyr in a situation yeah. Yeah. um and moving past that to then like finding them where it actually meets what you really want for yourself or expect for yourself versus what you think you are supposed to do or should want in a situation mm -hmm. yeah no I think that's exactly part of it yeah because it's like Mars I think I remember Dr. Olumi's like podcast thing I was talking about like you know how you know if Jupiter is a planet of oath and then like Mars is the one that the breaker of the oath right and so um there is a sense of like 
a sense of like the struggle with kind of just like oh I'm trying to dominate something I'm trying to like oh overcome something but I, in the process what 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 is it I'm truly doing with myself and it's like you know that ego death kind of story feels very alive usually for me yeah yeah um so where do we go now um the oh, Aries house yeah. yeah the Aries house um for me like yeah I do have I, my heart is very interesting to be honest it, in a way, I do feel that my, I functionally, I do feel that my Aries house is kind of like sometimes ignores Mars. And then that is why, <laughs> um, that is why I feel that sometimes my Aries house is kind of like, because I have an Aries sun and I think I've gotten a few readings from even different astrologers, how um, kind of like, because my sun is very exalted, right? You know, it's like, it is exalted. There's like, you know, um, and so it is also an overcoming sort of like exaltation to the Mars. And so um, there is this sense that topics of the fifth house sometimes overtaken by the sun just because of my dignity, right? Um, although sun, the sun can also be malefic. So that's also like another issue that I have. But then, you know, that's another period or a story. But um, the, it feels that sometimes I, I operate my, my fifth house solely to the sun. And so like because I have like Venus, Venus, kind of like the sun absorbs the quality of Venus as well, like fucking burn the, the Venus and like include it together, right? Um, and so and so like Venus rejoicing, but also detriment. And so I do feel that sometimes fifth house are not necessarily related to the to the eighth. Um, however, I've also had this, um, I mean, I've had like if I were talking about lovers, and I think this could be a, a more sensitive eighth house things, um, I have experienced some sort of like, you know, romantic sort of like relationships where uh, where things are hidden like where I don't know obviously I think I obviously sometimes I equate that of like being queer in the past etc and like oh like I can't be like out with you in a way like you know although I'm out and so that that was I feel like that is part of like the the fifth house ruler in the eighth kind of experience where I feel that like oh my lover kind of like hides me or like you know my hour like there is a sense of like oh oh it's being hidden in the eighth right it's like it's not being out there um, and then there will that there, 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 there also has been instances where um, you know, this is where the not so great Mars kind of like comes out where it it kind of like brings up, you know, domination in other people when if, and and sometimes I it's also a projection thing, I feel, and, and which is kind of like a complex I have. Like I've had met people which is like they can feel very dominating whenever like we're partners in a way, or like, or sometimes even though they are not dominating towards me, I can feel as if I am being dominated by them. Like, it's it's kind of like this feeling of, like, powerlessness of that Mars, of, like, oh, shit, like, you know, it's, it's like, why is this other, like, why is other person, like, determining my agency, you know? Um, and so there is that, that, that sort of, like, dynamic um, kind of um, uh, that theme of, like, Mars as domination that, kind could come up as a expression of the ruler of like the fifth house um and yeah so that's also part of it yeah it can also be fun you know it can also be fun whenever you're using like you're utilizing in certain kind of like you know spicy like you know intimate um playful um and consensual i think like you know like in consensual like sex and settings those are great but then you know not everyone can be trusted with that, right? And so that's also another another thing, you know. 
That was such a Mars and Cancer statement the way you ended that. You're like, not everyone can be trusted with that. <laughs> we we don't we don't open the cards to everybody. No. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting what you said though about specifically how your Aries house, um, even being Mars ruled, almost becomes more attributed to the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, because just being your friend, this is something that I have also like experienced in you because you are so you're so exalted sun baby like you, <laughs> you are with that rejoicing venus it is it is so loud yeah. that mars even like especially being in a dark house you know would almost just like prefer to be like yeah i'll, I'll be on the sidelines y'all you know yeah. don't worry about me back here minding <laughs> my business until somebody steps out of line yeah i know yeah i think i think yeah somebody else, and then i'll be like i, I think the mars could come up very um very lethal in a way and I think it's like you know the Mars can also be um there is a sense of like you know people also sometimes equate Mars and Cancer with like a sense of like passive aggressiveness right and and that's kind of like a behavior that I I kind of like have to like I think I'm adult enough to be self-aware of it whenever I'm doing it and I whenever I'm doing it I know I'm there's something wrong which I'm not being truthful about and and then and then that's also comes in of like I'm probably not being truthful about my emotions and that's kind of like a simple kind of like cancerian kind of like moon moon relation kind of like thing yeah yeah oh the the sweet moon (laughs) oh goodness the the sweet mars honestly so uncomfortable but so That is the thing about Mars as um, out of all the planets when they're debilitated, especially Mars, like not just debilitated, but in fall, there is mm-hmm. something about the way that Mars is able to make shit happen mm-hmm. despite all odds. There's a sense of, I must be able to get past this mm-hmm. and no matter what it takes, even if it's that even if it ends up with those sort of feelings of like, all right, well, I have to confront that I maybe was trying to survive and I wasn't paying attention to my emotions in that moment. And I was Mm -hmm. overlooking them. And now I'm going to need to go back and address those and Mm -hmm. how that then can really develop into a much more keen awareness of your emotional well-being of how willing you are to be vulnerable about what it takes for you to be vulnerable you know all of the steps that it requires and everything that you must feel for that to happen yeah and I think it's also important to like I do I do note that like um I was reading Austin Kovac's like delineation of like the Mars and all the Deccans there and generally it's like everything is not good right and then that's like that's pretty much true too like that like sometimes I do feel like Mars and Cancer people do experience some sort of like um sorry um strife in terms of like familial stuff and and that has to do with like the Aries house too like because like from the perspective of like Aries right Aries is the Aries is um if it's Aries rising for instance the Mars will be in the fourth place right and Mars doesn't want to create that sort of strife in the home like you know it's like it's like the one that kind of just like waged war with your own kin kind of like the idea mm-hmm. and maybe it's also like your own kin waging war against you um and there there has been some sort of like bad sort of experience in my life where my some of like my biggest wounding um in life has been the people that are closest to me and like like has been like I think I take like I remember I was like feeling very hurt by like a certain family member etc and so I do feel like Mars and Cancer sometimes um and that's also where 
I think they also like a sense of like the keen awareness of like your own um, vulnerability comes from because there is this sense that like um, there is a sense of like all right like I, I care for these people but they end up like hurting me the most right and so how much like what I think there's also like a sense of like how oh, how much am I giving to, to this kind of like power how much power am I giving to this situation as uh, actually as well and so but then it can also be the fierce protector so it's like it's kind of like that um in a way it can also comes into like that mother matiredom sort of like pettiness in a way too right it's just like I loved you and you betrayed me and kind of just like a very classic um story in a way but then yeah that can also be a thing you know <laughs> it it seems like the betrayal is or and of any type feels mm-hmm. so much deeper when mm-hmm. it's with people who are closer to you especially because you have already gone to such great lengths to let them in to be that close to you to begin with Mm-hmm. It really seems that Mars and Cancer people don't quite understand how much it takes for you to let them like to be close. Yeah. And so then, whenever anything goes wrong or any issue comes up, um, that it seems so much worse because they don't quite appreciate how much it took for them to even get that close to you in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think that's that's very fair. <laughs> that's that, that that's definitely one of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the moon. The moon is like the mooning, you know. <laughs> For sure. So, um, I guess you kind of talked about it a little bit. I wanted to ask about planets that Mars is like making aspects with, um, mm-hmm. and we've kind of been talking about it about that amazing trine to your Mercury. Yeah, um, I, this- I kind of have another one to talk about, like the the, the trine to Mercury too. Um, I think it's like because it's in the eighth house, which is you know, the, the, I call the eighth house as kind of like the inherited things. Um, and one thing I'm actually very intimate with, with Mars in the eighth house is actually like, I tell these people sometimes, it kind of makes me crazy or like whatever where people equate it because it's like, um, it is, I, interf- like when I was younger, I'm very intimate with the concept of death. It's it's kind of weird, and I um I think that has been um I think it's also like eighth house is kind of like ancestral or you know the the whether like you know sometimes people also equate eighth house to kind of like the baggage right it's kind of like things you inherited um which you're perhaps not fully conscious of and I think it's and then with the Mercury in the fourth of hidden things I do work with my ancestors a lot or like the spirits and I I do feel that that's also where um. I love I'd book like almost like having some sort of like advocacy in the spirit realm. That's part of my 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 job in a way. Um, and that's what I do in a session as well, especially with regards to like more sensitive or more spirit, like unseen realm sort of sessions I do. Um, and that can makes like I feel very connected to kind of like the unseen world. And I feel that, that has a lot to do with that Mars being ruling the the 12 and then talking to that mercury in this in the fourth um and so that's like part of the ease to be honest and then one of my favorite angels is actually angel of death um (laughs) i always call upon like my angel of death in kind of like moments of crisis or kind of like um because and the reason why i kind of have that sort of like intimacy is also because i i like i was I had moments in life where I kind of knew 
when all my grandparents passed away, I mean, obviously they passed away during different times. I got a prophecy or some sort of like revelations even before that happened. And so that's why I'm kind of like intimate with like quote unquote the death angel, whatever, although that can sound scary to some people. But then um, ar the archetype of death has always been very much alive since I was like, I think eight or something like that. Um, because I I I I knew like, like I I always knew from very young there's this some sort of like a weird knowing of like when someone in my family is going to pass away and to die and going to die and it's it's a scary feeling. Um, I mean even seeing it here feels like ouch like wow. Um, <laughs> and um, but then I have that sort of like dynamic with it. Um, intuitive sort of like dynamic with that trying. Yeah. Mm, that's so special the fourth eighth twelfth trine is really the most sensitive of them all you know whatever modality you have there like whether you have planets there or not they're super sensitive and you have you know like three planets and like one in each you know so yeah <laughs> the, the connection is super real yeah. um when you were talking about the angel of death it really like struck me it was like wow that is such an embodiment of a mars and cancer like especially in the eighth house but just that is so deeply like rooted in that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the familial experience of it too. Like I, for instance, like when my first um, grandpa passed away, um, I knew that day I didn't go to school. I told my mom, I was like, we're not going to like, because usually we have like morning and evening school. And I was like, I'm not going to the evening school. Like I just feel something weird is going to happen. And then like, and then my like grandma, like grandpa passed away. And then like my when when I was in college, like I knew that week was like I I had that like I think in Islamic cosmology, there was this kind of like idea that when you um when when someone passed away, like the idea is like there's this divine tree, right? And then their names will be written in a way, and then the, the name written will be given to like the 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 deaf angel, like Israel. Um, and then you will know who will like kind of like be dead next in a way. And then that's like, fuck. Um, I remember vividly, I was like dreaming. I had the dream of like, oh, like this, like this tree was dropping. And I was like, I was like, I kind of knew like, all right, I think someone in my kind of like someone I close with um, going to pass away, you know? Um, and then one of my closest ancestors, which is like my grandma, she, um, is also like that one is like a super cathartic elaborate divine dream where it was very close and I like I like and then I told my mom and literally the next day my my grandma passed away and like my closest grandma and so I was just like that's part of like the the death worker in a way right and I I, I think in the long run I would want to get into those topics more but like for now I'm just chilling <laughs> You say you're just chilling after that. <laughs> okay. Super believable. Um, I love that. I want you to talk about that more. I, <laughs> I stan. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess this might be a worth, I wasn't sure if I was going to mention this or not, mm -hmm. but this might be a good time to mention it. Um, one of the reasons that I love Mars and Cancer so much is because my dad had Mars and Cancer oh. um, and he passed about five years ago um, and he was so very Mars and Cancer that it was wild and I'm also a Sag rising and so like his Mars is in my eighth house mm. of you know inheritances and yeah. um he 
definitely left me some baggage, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. As it happens because he passed very, very suddenly. And so that happens oftentimes, um, especially in the eighth house where you just get left things that you must deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially for you, like being Mars in Cancer, having it so like so vivid yeah and have it happen then have it almost like strike you in that way like in a dream so prophetic and so deeply moving yeah it was yeah undeniable yeah and I think it's also like you know like talking about like family and stuff so while it's kind of just like the Mars is like Marsing um it's it's I grew up like I think one of my origin like I, I tell people about this sometimes um, when I was doing my healing work as a person. One of my original wounds is actually when I was, I think, at, like, you know, Mars is like the bully, right? Um, and sometimes it can be the bully in the chart. Um, one of my, like, OG, if I call it, like, in such a year, one of the OG wounds in my life, or I would like to say, like, um, where I experienced some sort of, like, fuck this shit, right? You know, that's like, how I call like an OG wound. Um, it's when I was like younger and it's not like, it's not actually death. And I think it, it was experiencing like domination by others. And it was mainly through um, my brother, which is kind of interesting, like because my Mars is in the term Lord of Mercury and Mercury sometimes signify brothers, you know, like people who are peers. And I have an older brother, he's autistic. Um, he has autism, kind of severe in, in the sense of like, we can communicate, but like, it's not like everything he would understand. It's very much like a nonverbal sort of like um intimacy of language and I think um earlier on in my life um I had a moment where I had to go to school with him together um and then people making fun of him because you know like um people making fun of him because you know he's he's autistic right and then um, people ask him to do things and I remember being so mad like and I like at that age you know it's just like I, I think it's like you know, obviously, like, you wouldn't want to murder someone, but then that's also, like, how the extreme of, like, how violent, like, a Mars can be, to be honest, it's, like, I want to take someone's life, you know, and then, and then, and I think that's, like, that is, I think, one of, like, the Mars in Cancer sort of, like, wounding in a way that's just, like, you feel that scar very, like, deeply, right, to the point where you feel that if you react to that scar alone, it will, it will be damaging, (laughs) Um, and I think that's kind of like important thing to talk about, like a fallen type placement, because if it's like exalted, like for example, exalted placement, like Capricorn, for example, they have the, they, they have that sort of, um, strategy, right? They know the strategy to get back to another person, right? But then Mars in Cancer is like, sometimes it is a Mars with kind of like no strategy in some ways too. It's like emotional strategy. Yes, perhaps sometimes. And, um, but then, you know, at that age, you don't really have like emotional strategy, like you're still forming your emotions in a way and so I think that is like one of my earliest sort of like remembering of like when did I feel deeply my Martin cancer was feeling suppressed in a way was like fighting my like I've like you know fought fought for my brother's bully as well and then I remember it was like the outcomes was like I was ending up ended up being shamed for it and I was like what the fuck I am protecting my brother and I am the one who's wrong and I'm just like this shit has to go, you know, and so, um, and so, yeah, and I do feel like perhaps Mars, like, I don't know whether it's, like, me personally, but then I do feel that Mars and Cancer people might have some sort of, like, experience of, like, strife um, with others or with early in their life with either other people or maybe fighting for someone else, and 
but then they are ending up being shamed by it right they are the ones like ending up like the fallen sort of experience right you're like oh like that shit happened to you but like i'm taking when i take responsibility of them and i'm reacting to someone else shit i am the victim right you know <laughs> i am like the victim and the perpetrator perpetrator in uh like the oppressed and the oppressor at the same time and I was like what the fuck yeah so so that's one of like very real example of like my Mars and Cancer I feel yeah that's such a deep wound to carry you know that is something that's really striking me and always has about Mars and Cancer is the way that they carry wounds and the way mm-hmm. that you remember them and the way that those literal scars mm-hmm. then really shape how you act from there like they shape your actions that you take from there um also I thought it was very potent that you literally acknowledge that like very martial desire at times when Mars is like I could just take your head off you know because yeah. that is like that's that literally is- the imagery of Mars in a lot of like medieval you know um or whatever imagery um you know imagination it's like yeah like the Mars will like Mars is like will cut your head you know <laughs> 100 percent, and that that very martial energy you know has to have a healthy way to get out Mm -hmm. before it does cut someone's head off and explodes and or implodes or just erupts in a way that can't be contained because it hasn't had a healthy avenue Mm -hmm. to exert what it needs to to feel like it's okay and when a planet especially fallen planet you have to really be more sensitive to knowing what it's going to take to get calmed down, to be right, to be yeah. able to find a good homeostasis. That's like one of my favorite words with the moon in general, but like, especially mm-hmm. moon ruled planets is like the constant need to find homeostasis. Yeah. And with Mars, it's like the homeostasis within those urges, within that anger, within those quick yeah. reactions yeah. and all of the ways that that's like really shaped your life. And especially like having a brother, like having someone that you literally care for, yeah. someone that you physically have to care for, that you are also then simultaneously protecting. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, that's very, like, that's very Mars and Cancer of me, like, and I, I remember that feeling and um from very young. <laughs> it's, 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 it's wild, yeah, and, like, it's so funny because it's, like, I always, like, and I think it's also, like, you know, it's also a very hidden Mars, right, and so, like, if I go to my day-to-day, like, life, like, you know, eighth house and, like, like dark houses has a way of, like, not to see, like, you don't see it, like, but then it's more so that's, like, it takes, like, you don't show it to people usually, right? It's, like, your hidden, it can also be your hidden weapon in some ways as well, Um, like, because, like, sometimes people feel like, you know, there are instances in life where people think that, like, you know, you are, to be fucked with or like people betray you or whatever and you're just like mm-hmm. like you know you're just like oh you don't know me <laughs> and that's that like is... I, think, I I love that part of the dead art houses like you don't truly know me. you don't know me <laughs> you really don't um yeah because a, it's like is... from the perspective of like the second like I think that's like the like you know like from the perspective of like the seventh they cannot they also cannot see like the, the eighth right and so it's a lot about like the perspective yeah (laughs) yeah that's a very dark house experience of you you think you know me (laughs) you think you know me but you don't yeah yeah. but you don't you don't yeah I'll let you get in a little closer and then you'll know a little bit more but you're still not gonna know everything (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's a very dark house sort of like um, any planets uh, kind of like experience, yeah. And especially, especially malefic, yeah. Yeah, and especially for Mars and Cancer, that being such a defense mechanism, yeah, and that being such a like the thing that keeps you safe and protects you, you know, yeah. and all of the ways. Um, what you were saying about your brother and like about that feeling, really, really was really got to me. Um, the, the what you were saying about bullying specifically mm-hmm. and that need to, um, like be better than another in a way that yeah. feels so that feels so much more sensitive for Mars and Cancer. Um, kind of what you were saying earlier about like the level of pettiness, yeah, um, that can be incorporated into it and how that really can set off your emotions because mm-hmm. it's very hard it's very hard to stay emotionally calm when you're in a very heated situation yeah yeah that's like a natural body bodily response to right like the fight and flight or whatever the triggers etc so yeah that's very true <laughs> definitely like it's hard to stay calm it's hard to you know be it's hard to listen to your emotions when Mm -hmm. your nervous system gets triggered in that way you know your body gets hot you like it's harder to like it's harder to logic you know yeah and it all it's very you have to you have to really prioritize your emotions and knowing and being in tune with them which um something also worth mentioning is you know mars is a nocturnal planet and being ruled Mm -hmm. by the moon it's still being ruled by a planet in its own sect and so there is still an embodied wisdom that comes that shouldn't be forgotten or looked over yeah no that's that's very true and like i do feel though like i i like sometimes i'm always so glad if i'm being born um at night to be honest, because it's like, all right, Mars is like kind of like my my segment, right? And I think it's like, and I do have, I think the 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 part of the experience of Mars is also like um in Cancer, like you know, like the eighth house can also be about other people's money. And I've I've been on like scholarships throughout my life, and it's also very like Mars in the balance of Mercury in the eighth house. I guess it's like, oh yeah, like I've you know, I think because of like my um achievement intellectually, etc. It's like, oh, I. I get on like kind of like a scholarship sort of like experience um, of other people's things. And yeah, like that's that felt very embodied for me to, to kind of like experience the Mars quite literally as well in my life. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a super literal. That's like, that's what we call the astrologer good. The astrologer good. And the, the, the one I want to talk about actually was like, if I were a day chart, I don't know if I can control that Mars, you know, that's a <laughs> If there's any day chart, um, Mars and Cancer out there, I don't know how you're dealing with life, but I hope you do it in the bestest way. Um, but yeah, it's like because it's like I do have because sometimes I not to say I romanticize, but like you know because sometimes I always look at my chart in a like a sec lens, right? And then I'm like, my 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 diurnal planets are pretty on point, right? You know they're they're very good, they're very like exalted, domicile. Jupiter has triplicity, you know, and so sometimes I like, but in my night planets, my benefic is like, benefic is Venus in Aries, and then my malefic is um, Mars in Cancer, so that's why I always ask, like, I always love to ask people who, um, especially all the traditional astrologers who kind of like love essential dignities or like, um, who, like, I will always ask them, like, how would you evaluate my malefics and et cetera? And usually it will be like, it's kind of confusing <laughs> um, because I, I do feel like Saturn 
will definitely grant great things and then Mars will also fuck shits up but also give you good things as well and so it's it's very mixed back for me I think my chart yeah yeah we've talked about this you know that I am for sure a sect above everything else person yes you <laughs> there, are. There, there, there is no dignity better than sect for yeah. a planet in, in my perspective um yeah. and also just my also just my embodied experience of that um but that is part of the Mars experience that I have come to, especially in my body, come to very much realize also, um, you know, my Mars is also debilitated, also ruled by like a planet in its sect, you know, mine's ruled by Venus. Mm-hmm. And that that embodied knowingness mm-hmm. that you are going to be able to survive or get through anything mm-hmm. is something that really cannot be overstated because yeah. when Mars doesn't have what it wants to have when it's not surrounded with the energy that it likes you know when it has to find resources among things that it really wouldn't want anything helps Mm -hmm. and there's something very primal yeah mars operates yeah when it's in its own sect you know like you have a night chart and so when it's able to have a little more leeway in Mm -hmm in the way that it moves, um, there's a deeper knowing that is different than a diurnal knowing. Yeah. And because Mars, Mars does not deal with diurnal knowing at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that is not, Mars. Yeah. That's, that is not in the Mars wheelhouse, especially a Mars in Cancer. Yeah. And so it's almost a sense of being honest about what it, re- about what Mars really needs and about what it will take to get that yeah i know i love that point because i remember someone tweeted recently who was it um about like the quoting um demetra george oh i think it's like psychic nuna like chloe um uh, quoting demetra george saying like yeah like night charts like you know process things through like the 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 caverns of their bodies right like to the deep like for me it's like yeah it's like that's like very nocturnal yeah like night chart always has this some sort of like internal sort of like processing of life that they always kind of like do (laughs) and it feels natural to them you know absolutely it does it's just the and it it's actually I've realized this as a very nocturnal person I've realized that it's something that when I'm not aware of it I am doing it on autopilot Mm. and that I and that I get into this point of especially being very Mars being very Mars myself I just get into a state of very comfortable doing Mm. and my my Mars knows that it can just work on autopilot and it can just do and do and do and do and there's not really a need to think about what I'm doing because my body already knows my body already knows the patterns and the movements um and that very primal martial urge to just keep going to keep doing is so strong and powerful um Mm -hmm. and it's it is just very it's just a very nocturnal force it is yeah Uh, which I do feel this is a soapbox for now or any day of the week I just feel like people have fucking Mars problems like I feel like I feel like our world has spent a lot of time working on our diurnal consciousness we've really we're really doing great on that I mean maybe Mm -hmm. we could do better 
but we could always do better, I think. But there's been a, such a lack of this embodied nocturnal consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, this Venus-Mars crisis that I feel like a lot of people and society as a whole is having and is having to really reckon with and figure out how to exist as an embodied person when mm-hmm. our world is so diurnal yeah. and is so outside of the body that... Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I feel like Mars and even Mars and Cancer specifically speaks to that primal need to get back into the body mm. and how literally almost like almost how we can die Mars without being a body, the moon. Mm. Wow. I love that. <laughs> no, I, I feel that very strongly. And I think it's like, yeah, somehow now it kind of like reminds me of like, the Mars kind of uh, like I think it lost my thought but like I think it's just like oh yeah like you know the idea like the the Thema Mundi right it's like oh, the cancer rising sign um I was like thinking about like Mars like what would like the Mars in cancer in the Thema Mundi would feel and kind of just like oh that's like the primal body of like <laughs> the, the primal body of like the matrix you know the cancer or like the universe etc um so yeah I just had that passing thought Crazy enough, um, I just had a client actually who I had to rectify their chart and they have Mars and Cancer in the first. And I was thinking <laughs> about, I was thinking about this because I knew we were about to record this. And this, was just yeah. a week, this was just like a week ago. Um, and when I was rectifying the chart in my head, I actually thought I was like, it would just be a little too weird if it ended up being a Cancer rising chart. It, w- it would just be, a l- <laughs> it would just be a little too on the nose. Oh my God. And then just through the timing techniques and talking to them and just everything, it was like, you're a cancer rising. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it, and that is a whole other thing um, that I've thought a lot about is, you know, the difference between the FEMA Monday and then the, I guess, like Aries rising, I guess what people call like ABC type um, method and the differences of that. Um, And how you mentioned specifically thinking about the theme of Monday, like Mars, if Mars was in cancer, you know, in the theme of Monday chart and how that would really feel and how, how potent that would be in the body as well. I think you got cut off just now. Is that because of my internet? Sorry. Oh, um, we'll keep rocking. Okay. All right. We'll, We'll keep rocking. Yeah. Um, essentially was just speaking about kind of riffing on what you said about the theme of Monday and like if Mars mm-hmm. had been in cancer for it. Um, that's actually a great time to ask if you have anything to share about Mars in your body. Um, mm. I want to, at this point, I always want to mention this when we talk about this because, um, all the traditional planets have a house in the chart where they have their joy and Mars mm-hmm. rejoices in the sixth house, which yeah. the sixth house, uh, it is the house where you maintain your body. Literally. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. all the stuff you have to do to human, yeah. like the verb. Um, not always super thumbs up for everybody. Yeah. Um, but do you have anything to share about your experience with Mars in relation to your body or the way that it comes out or the way that it feels for you? Anything mm-hmm. like that? I like I I do feel though like because my Mars is um it's attached to the moon right and so 
I do feel that like some sort of like I do feel a water water sort of um healing actually really remediates my Mars almost and like you know like loving swimming you know I do I do love I used to be like it's so funny I used to fear like I mean I mean people do have fear of open waters and stuff I think that's natural but like I do have it more I guess in some way because it's like oh I'm so scared but like I remember um I I was even scared of like the deep waters one time but I love to swim so it's kind of funny um uh and so that's kind of like one thing I don't like the beach though so that's also like interesting I only love the beach whenever I go with my friends <laughs> so when I was meeting you I was only there because my friends were there right it's like it's one of those things where like I only love the beach when it's with my friends and that's kind of um I do think um as a Mars and Cancer person like obviously I I, I think I'm, like I, I think taking showers are always just like very healing for my emotions like every single time everything I have a bad day or whatever like literally I just get in the shower or a bath like it will almost like I'm a new I'm a new person you know um and so it helps to regulate those things for sure um I do wow. feel yeah a rebirth a rebirth like a it rebirth. is very re, uh, re, um um very obvious thing I do feel like Mars and water sign people um because water is related to a lot of intuition and especially cancer because cancer like I think a lot of water placement tends to kind of like absorb things and sometimes you don't know what you're absorbing right um I mean I guess Mars and Scorpio has that discernment I guess like what gets into the water but then I do feel like Mars and cancer or like even Mars and Pisces people have that sense of like porousness to their kind of like and I, I do feel like doing um I do do lots of like spiritual sort of like cleansing in a way and that that's also like really is helpful for my own energy um energetic sort of like residual or baggage in a way and maybe maybe it's also just because that mars is also in the eighth so it's like you don't want to be kicking up other people's fight or, or like other people's sort of like um problems right <laughs> um and so that's that's kind of like the embodiment way um obviously you know, my fifth house ruled by Mars also, like, I'm quite active in terms of, like, dancing and stuff like that, and that's, like, the, the solar, um, solar Venus effect as well, um, but I do feel that, like, there's also, like, a very, um, releasing quality to those things as well, but yeah, yeah, I think swimming is, like, it's, it's a Mars and Cancer thing, apparently, um, or, like, being, just being in the water, just, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the literal cleansing and yeah. feeling, and the way that that can really bring you back to your emotions and mm -hmm. bring your bring yourself back to homeostasis in a way literally. yeah yeah you know no, that's that's very true yeah and and I cannot go a day without like showering um I cannot like if I miss the day like sometimes I'm like oh like I'm feeling I, I didn't go out today but even then I'll be like the next day I'll like the first thing that I do I'll shower you know kind of thing yeah yeah interestingly i have had i have been so thirsty this entire time if you're watching the video version you've seen me probably take about 20 sips of water <laughs> because this always happens with mars because i do physically get very hot when i talk about mars when i invoke mars when i work with mars because i also being very mars i run very hot um mm. and so i am constantly drinking water to cool myself down to hydrate also because i only have one water planet and like mm -hmm. they're not happy about it yeah. um and so i'm constantly drinking water and so i've literally had almost like uh, at least two-thirds of my water bottle that i've had already wow um, 
which I thought was so interesting because I'm, I'm always pretty thirsty, especially like talking a lot and running Mm -hmm. hot, but specifically, I thought it was interesting. Just every single time we talk or say anything, it's like that Mars and cancer energy that's just in the air palpably is like, Hey, hydrate, make sure that your body, make sure that your body's okay. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Like I do need, like I sweat a lot too. Like I think, I don't know if that's a Mars and cancer thing, but like, yeah, it's like <laughs> I drink a lot of water. Um, But then, yeah, that, that's another thing. It, like my chart is funny because it's like my Aries sun and Venus can be like non-water. <laughs> like I don't want to drink water, you know? But like, you know, the moon would be like, hey, you need that for a source of energy. And yeah, and sometimes you, you gotta like learn it the hard way, right? It's like, oh, I do, I do need water. Because like Mars is kind of like the survival sort of like planets, right? And so I do feel like sometimes Mars is like, oh, I'm fine with like lacking water, you know, or like blah, blah, blah. But then, um, yeah, like that's not the best for you. Obviously not, not the best for the body. <laughs> Interestingly, it's not good for survival, actually, because it's interesting yeah. how you said it, how Mars is the survival planet, yet yeah. something as simple as continually drinking water can be like, I don't want to do that. I don't need to do that. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's so true, which, which like people, like, you know, hydration is the, you, you can die from hyd- hydration. That's the first thing, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's very true and very fair. Wow, that's wild. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe those aren't because you were like, I don't know if sweating a lot is a Mars and Cancer thing, and I'm thinking I've kind of thought it is actually. I, I think so. I can't remember. Ugh, I wish I can remember this right now. I feel like there's a maybe celebrity or somebody who has Mars and Cancer who is like known for sweating, and I cannot remember who it is right now. <laughs> yeah, but I was I just think, like, I know. I, I just, I, would, I, I don't know whether that's a thing or not, but like, yeah, it that just crosses my mind, you know. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and confidently say that it's a thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually just gonna go ahead and say that yeah. um, because Mars, Mars themselves is, does do like sweating, hot things like that. You know, Mars mm-hmm. is the planet that inflames us. You know, if we have inflammation like that in the body, it's Mars. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I am actually having a pretty. All of these things are so on point that I'm actually having kind of a rather severe allergic reaction, and so many like parts of my body are like kind of swollen right now with mm-hmm. just like this allergic reaction. Yeah. Um, so it's literally inflammation. And it's also worth mentioning that right now, as we're recording, Mars is functionally edging. <laughs> it is. It is at that point. Mars right now is at 29 degrees and 43 minutes of oh Gemini. Yeah. It's um, going to dip. Yeah. Because tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. morning. Yeah. Pretty early. Um, because Shahir and I are recording this right as Mars is about to move into cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really wanted to record on a Friday because uh, Friday nights are Mars nights. Yeah. And I have my background is like the, the Mars. I think the Zoom background is actually Mars. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I chose it online. I love it. Of it. Yeah. I love it. I wanted to mention that earlier, but I didn't want to guess, but I was like, I really think that looks like Mars. Yeah, that that is the Martian terrain. Yeah, it is. It is. And I was like, and I think I was thinking about like Mars was also like, yeah, the agitation you're talking like, because Mars is about like the allergic or like the inflammation and the agitation. And I was like thinking that through the lens of cancer and I was like, yeah, like, you know, um, cancer, like, you know, like, I think (laughs) <laughs> this is a funny thing but like Mars and Cancer I do feel they they can feel agitated by their emotions and that is as simple as that it's just like oh why am I feeling this and like like I don't like this you know I don't like this feeling you know it's, it's a very typical Mars and Cancer um 
and and I think it's actually good to not bottle it up right because sometimes cancerian has a way of like trying to bottle it up and then I I do feel like learning from um my experience of it I just like yeah just express it and use like certain moments to kind of just like be very direct and non like you know non uh, very just simply confrontation it doesn't mean like that's also the thing okay sometimes I think <laughs> this is the bad I think Marzika also sometimes takes things too emotionally <laughs> and to the point of like it's just simple it's just like you're annoyed by that that's fine you know and that's okay <laughs> I'm just like oh yeah all right I'm a bit annoyed by that and like you can just tell someone right um I'm, like but then like I think for Mars and Cancer to say that like because I guess it's like for them it's like so agitating and so heavy but then for other people it might just be like all right they're like we're not gonna do that like you know it's like it's actually an easy thing and so sometimes I do feel Mars and Cancer get like over it's like it can be like a very dramatic Mars you know dramatic Mars that's hilarious <laughs> because Mars honestly is pretty dramatic as a planet as a whole yeah um, and that definitely can like add can definitely add the drama because mm-hmm. it's it's funny that you say that because that is a very I have recognized that in like friends people that I love um as a person who just loves debilitated Mars I collect mm-hmm. y'all and they do get very agitated when they <laughs> are emotional and like not just emotional but feeling emotions that they didn't prepare themselves for yeah yeah. That's what it really is. Because whenever you, if you prepare yourself for emotion, you're like, all right, I have fortified myself. Yeah. I am ready for it. I'm ready to receive it. I feel strong, you know, yeah. like you have that martial defense. Yeah. Whereas when you feel this onslaught of unexpected emotions or new emotions, or just really something that you weren't prepared for, it can yeah. be this just frustration about having to deal with it. Yeah, no. And it also reminds me of like the crap, right? It's like, if you're agitated, the crap, you're like, it's like trying to like go away. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to like, you know, I just like, I'm trying to try to, I don't like, but then the crap also has to move, you know, that's like the cardinal, the cardinal. I think that's why I think like Mars and Pisces can be a bit like, oh, like they can't, they're fine with it, right? Because they can just like avoid it. But I don't think Mars and Kaiser could like avoid it necessarily because it's like, I need to be moved somewhere with this. If not, I feel stagnant, you know? It's like, a, it's still like a, it's like cardinal water, like a waterfall in the river, et cetera. So it's like, it has that sort of like force to go somewhere. Um, and so that's why they end up like feeling agitated in their own body. You're just like, like, that, like you know, um, when in fact, it can just be like, calm down. <laughs> Although sometimes you, you, you shouldn't tell Mars and Cancer to calm down because they'll be like, um... <laughs> One million percent. Do not tell them to calm down. That is not the beta. That is not it. Do not tell her <laughs> to calm down. If you want them to calm down, you're just let gonna have, the, you just let them calm down. Let them create the space for themselves. You know. Yeah. I guess this is a good time to ask, um, because this is relevant. If you have uh-huh. advice or words of wisdom for people with this Mars placement, or for people uh-huh. who love someone with this placement, I think it's like I do feel that, um. <laughs> Mars and Cancer, like, okay, for people with displacement, um, I would say that, you know, fight for the things you love. And I think that's part of the beauty of Mars and Cancer. There's an ease of, like, um, finding, not, not find, like, I think the more, the, 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 the things, like, the, 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 the more you fight for the things you love and, and the things you care for, and I think it's, like, it makes you some sort of, like, your own champion in that way. And I think there's a, a sort of, like, ease into, um, tuning into your feelings or why you love it as well and um 
I mean, that's a good part. I think if it's like more difficult part of like sense of like emotions, etc., I do feel that it's, you know, anger is also part of the emotion and agitation is also part of like, you know, being in a body and there's there's no shame in that. And I think there is some sort of like Martin Cancer can sometimes experience some sort of like shame with regards to certain sort of like difficult emotions. And I think um yeah, just do like and do something with it too. Like, you know, any sort of like activities that can um portray that, like make art, dance, whatever, write it out. Um, and so I do feel like Mars needs that sort of like expression. Um and so the water got to move somewhere. And so I do feel like, yeah, um, creating containers for it. Um, oh, I want to add, mm -hmm. add something. Yeah, go ahead. Um, something that I have seen about people who have Mars and Cancer. I saw this first in my dad, and then I then recognized it in other people that have Mars and Cancer. Mm -hmm. um, Mars is the planet of sport. Mm -hmm. We know this. People with Mars and Cancer, for them, caring about people is a sport. They, oh. <laughs> they care about people so hard that for them, it is like an activity. Yeah. And I've seen it in um, a lot of like some of the ways that like different people interact with each other, like how different people's Mars work together. Um, that sometimes people are like not used to that. And so they think that, that like, oh, maybe you're, they consider that overbearing. Yeah. Or they consider that maybe even like would say, oh, you care too much. Yeah as opposed yeah. to recognizing the type of care that that is and how sacred that really is. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I don't even realize that. And I, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Like it, it, that's very, that's very true. That's very, that's very, very true. Um, and I think it's like, yeah, for people that love people with Mars and cancer. And I do think it's like, this is my either final message for Mars and cancer people, I guess. It's also like, you know, emotion is not like a threat, you know? And then I think Mars and Cancer can sometimes either, like, they might feel, they might feel okay if other people's showing their emotions, but they might not feel okay when they themselves want to feel those emotions, right? And then it's like, that's where the complex also comes in because you feel that you need to, to be better in some way, but like, you don't have to, you're also human, right? And so I think it's like people who are, you care for also deserves your like vulnerability as much as as much as they deserve your advocacy in terms of like how you're being your yeah, fierce protector right because it's like oh there's like a macho-ness right like the, the 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 kind of like problematic masculinity aspect of mars at once that the pride actually too um with mars at once to be like I'm the warrior but then I'm also hurting you know I'm like I like you know <laughs> um and so I think Reckon, reckoning at that how how um that sort of vulnerability is also power um to yourself yeah I love that the vulnerability is your power that yeah. is so good yeah um, oh my gosh I just realized um I skipped over talking about any like people or that have Mars and Cancer that we maybe wanted to like talk about or like mention do yeah yeah we can do that um one of my favorite mars and cancer people was actually one of my favorite writers actually was neil gaiman um yes he has mars and cancer um i'm obsessed with neil gaiman and it's kind of funny how i have collections of like neil gaiman's um books 
um, the Sandman series. People know that too. I, I don't have the Sandman series because it's so expensive. I when when I was growing up, um, and I don't have access to it, but I was like like I was reading them online. Um, and yeah, like he's a fantasy book writer. I mean, some people would know him. Um, and he actually has his Mars like very close to mine. I think he's like sixteen degrees or something. And I was like, oh, no wonder. And I mean, he's a Scorpio, so it's like um, and so I I don't know what his like sun like uh, rising is, but yeah, I think Neil Gaiman is one. Um, I was I know Malcolm X is also a uh, Mars in Cancer, and that's so interesting. You know, like that's how, so interesting how how people kind of like portray him as like you know like the more quote unquote violent one. You know, which actually no, like there's a lot of like history in terms of like Black history talking about um, and and that's also part of Mars in Cancer, right? Because um, it's really about the protecting of like my people in a way right and like they are such a um you know because cancer is kind of like a tribal sort of like sign in some ways um and so that's 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 part of like the mars and cancer of like the fierce protector of your own people quote unquote and how you define that people is is also up to you um you're yeah, pointing out how, some people as well and that's right. how, but also like how you define what kinds of protection should yeah. be allowed and yeah. like what is should be permitted and what someone should be allowed to care about and like mm-hmm. essentially policing the way that somebody cares yeah no for real yeah no no i think that's part of the forceful nature and um on the mars and like also like the experience of like obviously the oppression um during those times as well like during the civil rights um, right especially yeah. because now how you mentioned like the perception that now has been put on it because now people remember Malcolm X and literally call him just like you said the more violent mm-hmm. um you know compared to Martin Luther King being dubbed like you know the peaceful one yeah essentially and the which very- is a lie <laughs> which is like they, they actually share a lots of like similar kind of like framing and philosophical th- thinking too yeah but yeah right like the portrayal of it yeah right their portrayal and essentially how like the way that they tried to care for their own mm-hmm. was seen as, you know, incorrect. Yeah, Which exactly. is such a fallen experience. Of, it is a fallen experience. You're like, I'm literally just trying to survive out here. And you're telling me that my the only way that I am able to survive is wrong. So what the fuck else am I supposed to do? Yeah, for reals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, someone else, I think, well, I think we both kind of wanted to mention was Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <clears throat> we love. She has lots of, like, she has lots of, like, Scorpio and Sash, right? And then Mars and Cancer, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. and she, I love her Mars and Cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way that that has, because something that we kind of didn't mention that, um, either if we would have mentioned earlier, I wanted to mention with her was this mm-hmm. sort of, um, this almost need to fight for intimacy in terms of once you have achieved a certain level of vulnerability with someone or with something Mm -hmm. doing anything that you can to fight for it and maintain it which is like very evident in her extremely long relationship with her now ex he Mm -hmm. who shall not be named yeah (laughs) and um if you know you know yeah and she deserves better and but she fought for that relationship like she Mm -hmm. did like they broke up they got back together like she fought for it and one of the things that 
I read um, something that she said was that the their home had like a big fire in it a few years ago. Oh. And she said that essentially that like crisis mm-hmm. like kept them together and like they got closer because they were each other's survival partners, literally. Mm. And when I read that, I was like, this is so Mars and cancer. It's ridiculous because it's like that desire to hold on to the only sense of comfort that you have Mm -hmm. for like, it's the only thing that you have. So you will hold on to it for dear life, even if it ends up being a thing that is hurting you. Yeah, no, for real. It's like, because like the clenching part of cancer, right? Um, I mean, that's like, I didn't tell a lot of people, but like, yeah, like, I mean, obviously with all water signs, especially cancer is like, there's no such thing as moving on. Ouch. but like you know but then yeah like the clenching of like the cancer right it's like once you give it something or like the crab um but yeah like it is about like holding on to that thing and you're just like I like you know um and I was like oh yeah my Miley Miley is iconic I remember like and it feels like yeah even like the wrecking ball like feels like very like Mars and cats like that like kind of like a showy part of it right it's kind of just like it's like a show of power almost right um, literally like yeah. Yeah, that moment and like that music video was so iconic because and other people had done it but she just did it in her Miley way yeah which was coming through and literally being like let me use my force and let me show you my power because I yeah. am so vulnerable yeah. yeah like I am gonna literally like sob on screen yeah just sing and sob and then hop my ass on a literal ball wrecking ball to come through and wreck some yeah. shit yeah it's literally like I will use my emotions as power which yeah. is so amazing and it's such a beautiful embodiment of this placement yeah for real yeah and, and I think yeah yeah I think I remember Miley has a Scorpio moon that's also like helps like she has that like mutual receptivity going on you know mm-hmm. Someone else uh, I think we wanted to mention was Lana Del Rey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She is honestly such a cancer queen that I like, she is one of the most iconic cancers I think ever like summertime sadness. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, like, I think even the, the recent one, um, what the ANW went right. Um, uh, American whore, like, you know, to, to call like herself that in a way, like, um, I, I just, I, yeah, that felt very, um, cancer. I mean, I I know like yeah, that felt very Mars in Cancer too. It's just like her sign is in, also in Cancer, um, and so like yeah, to call to call yourself something like that, like that's so provocative in some ways too. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something that like all of her music has such a deep emotional sense to it like you put on her music and it's like you're transported somewhere it's like this almost Mm -hmm. like sense of nostalgia and I do think that um almost like similar to Miley's like wrecking ball moment I feel like Lana Del Rey's kind of like entire um work of like past and like in music Mm -hmm. has really shown the power of emotions yeah in the way that like so many different emotions she has portrayed in her music Mm -hmm. and she does them with such confidence Mm -hmm. that they become this extremely potent medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think is Lana Scorpio rising? I'm not too sure, but yeah. Uh I know that I think the Mars is kind of like important as well, somehow. For sure. I think I'm actually not sure about her rising sign. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um 
anybody else that you want to mention anything else about Mars and Cancer you want to mention I like I think I remember um one of the greatest like horror writers also like Stephen King has Mars and Cancer mm. and then that's like how you know how like Stephen King is like a lot of like horror fantasy person and I think he has a um Cancer Rising and Mars and Cancer and so um yeah <laughs> or yeah so it's like it's like tapping on the the power of like horror like fear like mars is that like <gasps> i'm fucking scared like some people like you know you know like that some of like the movies that derive from his books are like scary yeah not just scary but like suspenseful as well yeah um this is something that i've learned with myself uh as a mars person that i personally hate suspense yeah uh, I didn't know that yeah I hate suspense I hate like the impending fear or literally even we don't even know if it's fear like the impending something mm-hmm. um yeah special shout out to all my loved ones who deal with me never wanting to go see any movie ever because I hate suspense I see um unless it's, unless it's based on a book and I can yeah. read the book first yeah um but that way, like, especially with Stephen King, like the way that you can really tap into the raw emotion of mm-hmm. fear and of just that unsure. Cause when you're, when you feel fear, mm-hmm. you are unsure if you're going to be okay. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a, there is something within you that is not sure what it's going to take for you to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. is such a visceral Mars and Cancer experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's a Mars and Cancer sort of like magic or yeah, it is, it is like, it's contagious that way. And kind of just like, it also is mysterious in that way too. It's just like, oh, like what's gonna, like, because Cardinal is like Mars is like, it's like kind of like, it's the penetrating sort of like thing, right? It's like, it's, it's like the suspense. It's like, oh, where where is this thing going to move my emotion to it, right? And I think that's also part of um thing that you're tapping into, of like because you're there is a sense of like unknowing of like where would your emotions go, um through that horror or through that sort of like suspense, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, like all of the pathways that like your emotions can go, and essentially mm-hmm. a roller coaster that yeah. you're then taken on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's wow. that's so true. Yeah. Uh, wow, I love that. Um, okay, so I guess any any final things that you want to say about Mars and Cancer, whether mm-hmm. it be a person, whether it be your experience, whether it be anything about Mars being ruled by the moon that you wish to share? I think that's all for now. And yeah, if anyone has anything more to add, feel free to join in the conversation in the comments or yes, um, whatever. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything right now that you are working on? So mm. is there anything that you, is there anything right now that you are really excited about? Um, and what do you offer? Because of course, now that people have listened to this episode and they know you more, we want to let them know how to find you, how to reach you, how to get in touch with you. And yes. also, of course, if there's anything specifically right now that has you really, really excited, because if there's one thing that we love about Mars, it's excitement. Okay. We yeah. can all agree that we love to be excited. So yeah, um, for me, um, right now I've been doing lots of, I, this year I have like b- my birthday blend offerings and that's basically like a birthday reading. I combine it with like Oracle, meaning that I kind of like channel the planets towards the end and the beginning. Um, that's an exciting offering, like, you know, perfection, solar return, etc. It's kind of like all in one. Um, 
that's one i'm also recently i just released a love is origin like a venus sort of like portal just based on my venus work um it came from my like uh it's it's like a combo of like tarot and astrology reading which what i do as well as a combination but then this is one more like a thematic offering i feel where yeah we, we delve into love and all the love related planets and lots and activation because i used to be such a great um, I still am, obviously, but like I love doing love readings for some reason, and I think that's like the the Venus rejoicing for me. I'm like, oh, love readings! I love doing that, um, and I, I seem to very be very good at being honest with the, the certain parts of like love readings as well. And so, no matter what level or relationships you're in, you're searching, you're kind of like trying to see what's up, or even if you're seeing someone and you want to like know how to you know yourself better, um, I would highly recommend that session. Um, and then another thing, I have like all these three things. Like, and th my third thing is like, I have a spirit session, which I've kind of like talked a bit about in this podcast, in this talk as well. Um, it's called like Spirit House. Um, that is where we talk with the unseen and explore the archetypes, see what's up. Um, and yeah, that's also like, an, that's like a very, uh, that that is how like, I think you can really interface with my Mercury Mars magic as well, I feel, right? Yeah. Uh, love anybody who knows me at all knows that I highly recommend Shahir. Shahir is absolutely amazing. We've like had done readings for each other. I've had Shahir do my year ahead reading for the last two years at this point, and Shahir has yet to miss. Okay, <laughs> has yet to miss, baby. Okay, um, the Mars Mercury magic is strong with this one. Thank you for sure. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so grateful that you have been here to help me start this segment. Um, this is this is so special to me. Mars is so special to me, especially Mars debilitated is so special to me. And there is so much magic and so much love in this planet and in this placement specifically that I feel like can be overlooked so easily. And it means so much to me that you were here with me to like really dive deep on it and really go in. Um, so thank you so much for being here and thank you for being here and thank you all for listening. Um, thank you for listening to us dive deep on Mars and thank you for being funky. Um, I will see all of you the next time that our fates weave together. Mm -hmm.